welcome to the new year and a new season of Lessons and Lattes. Super excited to have Dustin here with us today um, as he's kicking off something really excited that I'm excited to be a part of. So first and foremost, let's have him introduce himself and we'll kick things off. Hey everyone, I'm Dustin Pearson. Uh, first of all, I want to say thank you for letting me be a part of this. I'm extremely excited to tell you about myself as an educator and my website, We Are One Team. But about me, I'm a high school special education teacher at Smith Hill High School. It is located about 12 miles northeast of Kansas City, Missouri. Most people not from the area think all of Kansas City is in Kansas. That's not true. Only maybe 15% of it is in Kansas. So I'm on the Missouri side. Um, it's a suburban community right by the airport. Um, my high school, it's a very high achieving high school. It's a number two ranked high school in the state of Missouri and probably number 40-ish in the United States. I tell people, you know, we're kind of like the Stanford, uh, the Kansas City area, just our students, you know, have to make very good grades in order to participate in extracurriculars and that, and, and that sort of thing. Um, I teach special ed and I have students 9 through 12. I teach ELA 9. I co-teach World, American, and another ELA class. And I also have two, uh, two uh, study skill sessions. So. so thank you for being here with us. Definitely appreciate the insight of another high school teacher and love um, being from California, your Stanford analogy. I can definitely appreciate that as Stanford's in my backyard. So. Welcome. Awesome. <laughs> and you yeah, mentioned, absolutely. so we are one team. And that is one of the reasons that I am so beyond excited to have you on to talk about that. Um, I know that is how we connected. So why don't you go ahead and jump on in? Okay. Well, we are one team. It's It was an idea that I, that I, I thought of on my own really at the end of last school year, I switched schools. I live in a rural community about an hour north of Kansas City. Um, and when I moved closer, I really wanted to advocate for students and advocate for teachers and really bring those bring those voices together. And so really oh, updating and adding to my personal learning network really inspired me to launch We Are One Team. And so I played around with some designs. I created a logo that I think suits it very well. I have a mission statement that goes with it. And what it is is that it is a website where it is discussions with teachers from all over the world. I will be posting a interview from a um, education professor this week that teaches up in Southwest Minnesota State. I've talked with a longtime administrator that that is up in Michigan that has her own company, another teacher in Texas, and I finished numerous others. And we talk about relevant issues in education, whether it is mindfulness, which is extremely important to me, um, teacher recruitment, testing, um, special education, which is this is, that's our thing. That's what we teach. And we look at all topics that are important in education. We discuss them. I also do book reviews as well, books that deal with education. My first book was about was called Unselfie. 
which is a book review that we did as a as a school as a uh, staff and it was really about how students today aren't as empathetic more mm -hmm. selfish and there was some evidence behind that so it was it was a real eye-opening text to read Interesting. I can definitely like just kind of reflecting um, on your words can definitely agree um, around the self-centeredness of some of my students. But <laughs> I also wanted to share with you that it's interesting how the interpretation of We Are One Team can be interpreted different ways. When yeah, I When I heard about it, I thought about kind of something that resonated from my teacher prep program, how many of the professors seem to highlight how isolating teaching is. Exactly. And I can say without a doubt that being a SPED teacher, I feel it is more isolating than being a gen ed teacher. Again, I know it is all about departments and connections and relationships and all of that. School culture and climate definitely play a part into that dynamic, of course. But one of the reasons that I really wanted to connect with the We Are One team was, in my mind, it was like, we are finally bringing education or educators to, together. Absolutely. And I didn't even think about the student component. So super interesting how two people can read something and the intention can be interpreted differently but just being that you know I have this little isolating isolated classroom on the corner of a building and I could be up there all day and people may know or may not know um so just kind of like the community aspect I think really drew me in exactly and not counting my student teaching experience I worked in three different schools and I have numerous friends that teach all over. And one of the things that I noticed is that when teachers work together, whether, whether it is science and math, and most importantly, special ed, when we are all working together, our students benefit. Not only do they benefit, but they thrive. Mm -hmm. The culture grows. And there's just a sense of, you have a sense of purpose. You're excited to come to work. You're excited to work together because you're communicating. You're supporting each other whenever you need to. You're pushing each other. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm one of those. I love having feedback. You know, Definitely. a lot of people, that's very difficult to take, but I want to get better. Mm -hmm. And when we're all pulling on the same rope, we can all get better as one. And that's something that we have at our school, at Smithville High School. And I could be more proud to be a part of it. And I know when, they, when um, I was going through the interview process, one of the things that they really looking for was to bridge that gap between special education and general education. Mm -hmm. Most teachers in general education are unfamiliar with what happens in SPED. They don't know the, number, the amount of paperwork that we have mm -hmm. or the communication that we have, the planning, the accommodations, all the stuff that we have to do. And it's and I know special ed has a high burnout rate. Mm -hmm. It's not the teaching that's the difficult part. It's the paperwork that can be brutal on you, and if you're if you're not ready for it or have time management skills. But again, when we're working together, we're communicating, not only checking on our colleagues on, hey, how's your class going, but hey, how are you doing personally? What can we do to help you? 
know, that really goes a long way with building a culture. And I know um, in conversation that you had brought up that you were also a general education teacher. Do you think that exactly, yeah. that impacts um, your the movement and the desire to start this? Exactly. I mean, when I was going through college, you know, I wanted to be a high school history teacher and head baseball coach. Special ed was probably the furthest thing on my mind. And when I am going through the interview process, one of the things that they look for for high school special education teachers is to be a head varsity, is to be a varsity football coach. Well, I'm not that. So that worked against me. So I got hired in the district as a paraprofessional um, at our district called instructional assistance. Um, and what it is is that you supported students in the classroom. And so I did that, and I also co-taught classes, co-taught classes because I had my teaching degree, and I coached as well. So I learned special education from doing it. I sat in on IEP meetings, DLC meetings, and I really fell in love with it. I love the work that goes into it. I like, I'm, I'm weird. I like charting things. I like the organization. I like the planning and really building that community with those students. It's, and yeah. Since, since I started on, or since I became a special education teacher, I can't imagine doing my doing anything else outside of administration. And so I see both sides. I know when there's discussions, I understand what general education is processing as well as special ed and my ability to co-teach, teach my own classes, build relationships with general education students really works out and it's made our department probably one of, if not the best in the Kansas City area and really helps with the community. I know for this year, one of the most rewarding things is that I remember at parent-teacher conferences when I would have general education students come to my table and have and we would talk about their progress in world history, which is a class that I co-taught. You know, they thought of me as, you know, a teacher, and we, we are. It's just it may be in the other teacher's classroom, but little things like that really go a long way. So true. I know um, often there's a stigma that, you know, co-teaching the SPED teacher becomes like the behavior management person or the disciplinarian. So it's awesome that the kids really do see you as another teacher in the classroom. And it's funny that you mentioned that because if you're ever co-teaching and the, the time when the special education teacher is operating as a para, it's not working out. I mean, when you co-teach, it takes a lot of communication. The teachers that I co-teach with, we meet every single day. We plan out our lessons. Um, one teacher may do the grading, but does all the grading, and I do the grading as well, but we plan the lessons together. You know, I bring a lot of innovative ideas with getting kids up moving around. So, again, being that general education background helps in that as well. And so when you co-teach, again, it's a lot of communication. Not only are you learning about the teacher, how they operate, but you also need to build that relationship with them uh, personally as well, get to know them, seeing what makes them tick. And then when you're able to do that, you can really create a dynamic classroom. Unfortunately, we've been able to do that. That's awesome. And everyone benefits at the end of the day, Absolutely. which kind of comes full circle back to your movement. We are one team. Um, Absolutely. 
So um, as you move forward with this, what is your vision um, for the movement? What do you hope to add and how do you want it to grow? How do you see it growing? You know, I'm letting it grow organically. You know, fortunately, I've had a lot of teachers that have reached out to me that have said, hey, this is a this is a fantastic thing. We want to use it in our school or I believe in the message we want to we want. We really need to improve this at our school or I agree with this when we're all working together, you know, our students are really thriving. And so right now it's just reaching out to teachers. It's participating and interacting with teachers from all over the world. Um, I created stickers. I know you received one. Yes, they are very small. So when I get my next shipment in, I'll make sure they're larger. Um, I have a flag coming in that's going to be hung up in my classroom. Um, my administration team has been extremely supportive. They absolutely love it. Um, so really, I just want to keep seeing it grow. I want to keep communicating and talking with as many educators as possible. I would love to speak on it in the future because, again, when we are one team, our students thrive. Our culture and our schools are better. Teachers are happier. Administrations can lead much better. You know. This really means a lot to me, so I just want to keep seeing it grow. Um, I would love to offer professional development on it as far as building relationships, building culture, teaching strategies, whether it's special education, whether it's general education. Um, I'm launching a YouTube channel later on this year, probably closer to the spring, Mm -hmm. and really want to see that grow and just be interactive with teachers from all over the world. And I have goals for a book uh, coming this fall. I'm going to be starting my doctorate this summer. Congratulations. Uh, oh, well, thank you. Absolutely. You know, it, it's a lot of fun. And so I'm really excited for it. And, you know, it's just a blast to be a part of, you know, not only are these teachers great teachers, but they're great people as well. And I love watching them grow and building those relationships with them. And I love, uh, just from personal interaction with you, you definitely hold me accountable, which I think is a huge point in helping us, helping the exchange of ideas and even helping each other's dreams come true. Um, Because it's easy to say, I have an idea, right? But without someone pushing you or, you know, like, hey, you said you were going to send me this or, hey, like, what are your thoughts on this? Or even just checking in good morning or like Happy New Year or how's your day going? You know, it's like that little jog like, oh, shoot, like I said I was going to do something. I didn't follow through. But now here he is back again saying like, hey, I'm still here. Like you need to like, you know, and I think for me, that's a huge thing because I, you know, like as all educators, or even as a person, I have hopes and dreams. But that accountability piece is huge. Like, I would definitely say that. So thank you from my side of things. That's just who I am. I'm a communicator. And, you know, and I care about not only you and all the other educators as professionals, but I do care about them as people. I want to hear your dreams. What are you excited? What are you working towards? How can I support it? What can we uh, do together to mm-hmm. accomplish that? So absolutely. And I'm the exact same way. You know, I want to be held accountable as well. It's just like I said before, I like feedback. If something's not a good idea or you have a different angle to it, hey, mm-hmm. 
spit it out. Let's talk about it. You know, and so we're all working together. And where can our listeners find your website? Um, what is the official URL if they're interested in checking it out? Yes, it is. We are one team education dot wordpress dot com. And when you get on the website, you're going to be on the homepage. And at the top of the screen, you'll see the logo um, as three figures. And it says, we are one team across. You can click on the menu. There is a page for guest contributors, people that have contributed to the site already. Like I said, I've had it for about oh, a month to six weeks. So I'll have a new post coming out this week. Um, it has their information, uh, information about me and my backgrounds. There's a page on contact information and the blog part, which is the big part. That's where you have the articles or the interviews. Um, I have a couple of guest columns. I've had some. I've had some educators reach out and want to write on the website, and I put a post earlier and a personal post about vulnerability and some of the, my own personal things that I've had to battle in order to get to the position that. I'm at right now and hope to be at in the future. So I think a lot of people can relate to that because none of us are perfect. All of us have had our own um, personal struggles and it's just how we, how we battle through those. So um, that's the website. My Twitter handle is at Dustin, D-U-S-T-I-N-P-E-A-R-S-O-N and then the number two. And so you can follow me. Um, I, post things on Twitter several times a day. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very interactive. So if you send me a comment, I'll respond to you. You can DM me and we can have a conversation. And I just love interacting with all these great educators all over the world. That's amazing. Um, you did mention the logo and that's kind of something I had a question about just for my own curiosity. Um, it's three people. So who, who are you representing with those three people? The things that I'm representing is relationships, culture, and engagement. Those are the three things that We Are One Team is based upon. And especially with relationships, if you follow me on Twitter, I put a post on it, I think maybe Friday or Saturday, mm-hmm. with relationships, the seven key things that uh, make up relationships. Mm-hmm. I don't have it in front of me, but it's kindness, compassion, empathy, uh, time. And there's a couple others, but those three things stand for relationships, um, culture, and engagement. And so um, I was actually, again, thinking about like the literal interpretation. So thank you for clarifying that. Uh, How much do those three things drive your teaching practice? They drive it so much. I mean, when I have my students in my class, I want to have as much of an impact on them as possible. Not only am I getting to know them as learners, but as people as well. And I really, I want to have that lifelong impact. And I've been fortunate to have students that have asked me to be uh, word references or write a scholarship letter or just tell me, you know, how much they enjoyed my class or they miss having me in class. Um, And so that's everything, you know, having those strong relationships, building that culture in the classroom. You know, I am a huge proponent of kindness and using mindfulness techniques in the classroom. And so in my classroom, 
know, I have a lot of students that have made poor choices in other classes or may have some difficulties. And so when they come to my class, it's a fresh start. You know, I don't judge. I get to know them. And do some are some students more difficult than the others? Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's a part of it. But it's taking that time. It's being patient. It's getting to know them and building that culture of we're in this together. We're supporting each other. In my class, usually most days, I would say I've been good about it. It's 85% of the days we have little gratitude sessions at the end of class where, you know, a student will say something nice about another student or we'll do some um, meditation, breathing, and just really find balance and find a sense of calmness and appreciate the skills that their uh, other classmates have. Nice. And then engagement. I love creating different ways for them to learn, you know, whether it's getting up, moving around, using technology, interacting with their peers. At Smithville, we are huge into Kagan strategies. In fact, that's going to be one of my professional development things that I create on YouTube. And they're great strategies because you can use them as get to know you mm. and as content related. So those three things really drive my classroom. And I love it that people are able to come by and see all the cool things that we do. I would love just to be a fly on the wall in your classroom um, just to kind of see the energy and the, you know, like the culture is definitely a huge thing. Um, I know you had mentioned your kids are excited about your We Are One team as well. Um, how much are they a part of this? They're at that. I mean, without them, there is no We Are One team. They're a part of the team as well. Same thing with instructional aids. Um, same thing with maintenance, custodial. I mean, all of us, we're all in this together. And so they're just, our students are that big piece of it that really drives us. And again, if we don't have students, that team is looking pretty short. You know, think of it like football, your star quarterback goes down. You know, you need those to make it really go. True. And just kind of like thinking, is it this year's students that really pushed you? Is it students of the past? students of the future um, are all of the above? You know, I would say all of the above because, you know, I've had students in the past that, like I said, can be very difficult. And, you know, the patience and the time that it takes to cultivate those relationships. Um, the students that I have now, I want to put them in as best of a position to succeed. You know, whether my students want to go into welding or go to a two-year school or join the workforce mm -hmm. you know we're going to work together all of us not just myself but other teachers counselor we're going to do everything we can to help you succeed it put you in the best position because i tell my kids when they're freshmen before you know it you're going to be walking out these doors and you're going to be on your own exactly. and my last school that i was at i was there for three years and you know it felt like yesterday they were you know they were middle schoolers and now some of them are juniors, you know, oh it just gosh. goes by extremely quickly. It does. And the students of the future, you know, what, what's our classes? What are, what are our students needs? You know, 10, 15 years from now, what's our classroom going to look like? You know, how are we going to approach these students? Right. You know, whenever you talk to veteran teachers, 
you know, you ask them, have kids changed? Most of them are going to say yes. <laughs> okay, well, how have they? You know, what can we do to serve them? And I think that's kind of like the huge component. Like we are, as teach- as teachers in the education profession, need to recognize that we're going to have to change in order to meet the needs of our students. And that's kind of like the beauty of education, I would say. Absolutely. And unfortunately, I work with teachers that are completely set in their ways and they're not bad teachers, but it seems that they have, you know, more discipline issues or students are poor or Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. I, I, I worked with a teacher for a couple of years who refused to change. I mean, it was it was his way. Or no way. I liked him as a person, but if I was a student, I can I wouldn't be able to stay in his class. And he had, you know, discipline issues galore just because it was your old school stand at the podium and just lecture. That's not going to work in 2020. It may have worked when we were in school, but it's not going to work these days. And I think that's something you kind of hit on something that's one of my insights or passions is really figuring out people's education experience and what ideas they bring to the table and how we can work together to change those ideas or what their idea of school should be. And really kind of adapting the growth mindset to a fixed mindset um, idea, I would say. Absolutely. I know, you know, Teaching in Smithville, my hometown is maybe 15 minutes from here, and it's a very large hometown, extremely driven, um, not not quite Silicon Valley <laughs> driven like your area, but it's a very white collar community. And I know growing up, you know, I graduated with 650 kids. One of the things that they beat into our heads was four-year college, four-year mm-hmm. college, four-year college. Well, a four-year college is really only going to work for a small number of kids. Yep. That was the avenue me and you took, and I have no regrets. But for most kids, that's not the best avenue. And maybe going to a two-year school and mm-hmm. then transfer to a four-year school. And maybe going to a two-year school and then getting a job. It may be the military. There are so many avenues our students can go. And I tell my kids, you know, a lot of my kids are very good hands-on learners. And I say, hey, there are tons of trade schools where you're going to have very, very little debts because there are so many jobs and very few people to take them. You can take those jobs, we'll train you, and you'll get paid more than me. (laughs) Sadly, that is true. (laughs) Yeah. I tell my kids all the time I pick the wrong career if I'm after the money, but it is beyond rewarding. And I think just being open to hearing something that's different is a huge step in the right direction. And again, why your movement, why your website is just so important, especially right now. I I love it. I'm proud of the work because, you know, it took a lot of, you know, in the past, I always worried what other people thought. And as time went on and I'm, Put in that, I put that in my post about vulnerability. You know, it got to the point where, hey, I have a voice, you know, and there's a lot of others that have a voice and please speak out. You know, again, we're all in this together. Yeah. We can all really do some good because we're professionals. And so that's what really helped spearhead the website. And 
the response has been fantastic. You know, none of it's possible without the other educators, especially you. And I'm incredibly grateful for it. I am going to love watching it grow and just be a positive force in education. I'm so excited to be a part of this. I'm so excited to collaborate and connect and communicate with you. Absolutely. Thank you for being on here um, on the podcast to share this incredible movement. I really hope that you get more people that are involved that want to spread the message. Um, Even if it's sticking a sticker in a classroom, I mean, you know, just to get it out there. So again, um, if you can restate the website um, and then also where they can find you, that would be awesome as we wrap things up. It is we are one team education.wordpress.com and my Twitter handle is at Dustin D-U-S-T-I-N Pearson P-E-A-R-S-O-N and then the number two. And I genuinely appreciate you having me on. I love talking about this and the work you do as well. Collaborating. It's been it's been really a lot of fun and I can't wait to do more of it. So listeners, again, thank you, Dustin, for being here tonight. Go grab your favorite latte, mocha, cup of coffee, and please, please, please go check out that website. It is amazing and will continue to grow and thrive and add new things and voices. And maybe your voice could be a part of it. So um, enjoy. Absolutely. Have a great day.